Rolling. Well, hi there, everybody. Good to have you along today. This is Radio Free Acton, the podcast of the Acton Institute for the Study of Religion and Liberty. My name is Mark Vandermoss. Good to be with you today on our podcast. Glad to have you along on what is a beautiful day in downtown Grand Rapids, Michigan. I want to remind you, if you have not done so already, to bookmark a couple of links. Blog.acton.org is the first one. If you haven't checked out the Acton Institute Power Blog, you should do so. It's a great source of news information and commentary from an Acton perspective. Monday through Friday, barring the occasional holiday, of course. And if you're lucky, we'll even post something on the weekends. But blog.acton.org, a great place to go for all the information you need from an Acton perspective. Also, radio.acton.org, we're building up our podcast archives right there. It's a great place to go with lots of uh, classic Radio Free Acton shows. Do I get to call them classic? I'm going to do it anyways. Classic Radio Free Acton, all right there at uh, radio.acton.org. Well, you'll recall in our previous edition of Radio Free Acton, we had a pretty high-level discussion of Pope Francis and his papacy involving eminent scholar and author and papal biographer George Weigel. He was joined in our studios by Reverend Robert A. Sirico, our president and co-founder here at the Acton Institute, and Dr. Samuel Gregg, the director of research here at Acton. A pretty high-level discussion of Pope Francis. Well, this week we're going from a high-level discussion to a high school level discussion, and you may wonder why in the world we'd do that. Well, it's a, it's a really interesting story. Uh, we are in springtime here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's a beautiful spring day outside, and uh, the winter has finally passed. And with spring comes high school and college graduation season. All the local schools are wrapping up their educational years. And West Catholic High School is among those that are uh, sending off their graduates very soon. And we're joined today by four soon-to-be-newly-minted uh, West Catholic graduates who have a rather interesting story to tell. They came to the Acton Institute last, uh, well, last spring, I believe, and uh, spoke with our Director of Programs and Educational Outreach, Mike Cook, and said, hey, we would like to start a club at our high school that talks about the issues that you talk about here at the Acton Institute, that talks about economic liberty, free markets, and uh, human liberty in general. And, and we're wondering, can you help us to start a group like that? Well, Mike, being Mike, he was happy to do so. And he walked alongside these guys to help them start their club, which uh, had a pretty successful first year. And now that they're heading off to college, we're having them join us here in studio to talk a little bit about their experience in starting a high school Acton club. So without further ado, let me pass the microphone over to Mike Cook for his discussion with the West Catholic High School Acton Club. Well, today's a very special day at the Acton Institute. We uh, have an opportunity to welcome four really outstanding young men from a local high school here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, West Catholic High School. And I have to say it is a very special high school. Um, I am a, uh, it is my alma mater, uh, way back in the 1980s, uh, barely the 1980s, 1981 to be honest. But uh, these young men really represent the finest aspect of that school, uh, guys that really had a vision for uh, freedom and virtue and liberty and wanted to study a little bit more about free market economics. So what they decided to do was start a student club at the high school. Uh, they appropriately named it the Acton Club of West Catholic. So this morning, 
uh, in this podcast, we'd really want to introduce you to these fellows. Let them tell you a little bit more about their experience with the Acton Club at West Catholic, and then really maybe to encourage other high schools around the country to encourage them to start a student-led club at West Catholic. So I'm going to introduce the fellows first to you. First, we have Pavel Babkowski, we have Chris Kohane, Matthew Urbic, and McKenna Tui. So guys, good morning. Good morning, morning. morning. So how does it feel to be out of high school? It's great. It's great. Very, <laughs> feels very rewarding. feel accomplished. Well, anyway, hey, guys, welcome to the Institute. We really wanted to spend a few minutes with you today. We know that you've graduated. We know that you're on to your college plans. But before you kind of take off, we wanted to capture a little bit about your experience this year with the Acton Club at West Catholic. So, you know, maybe just reminisce as a group, um, you know, how did you come up with the idea? Why did you come up with the idea? And really, is there anybody in their right mind in high school wanting to study free market economics and faith? So give me a little Absolutely. bit of background. So back about 2012, there was a lot of political turmoil going on. And the group of us, we would always discuss during lunch, outside of school, all these events. And during school, especially at lunch, student government, we really couldn't engage a, a wider group of people than ourselves. So we decided how about we start a group that's focused on politics, um, business, economics, because we all have an interest in economics. So we got together with Ms. Knibel and she gave us your contact information. And Ms. Knibel is the principal of that. Ms. Knibel is the principal of West Catholic, right. correct. Yeah, I think it's just we, we were a part of student government, but student government really didn't deal with any government aspects outside of school. It was just like school related. And we were all kind of just had this like burning passion in us. Like we want to like talk about like government, like just outside of our school. We want to talk about like the American government, mm -hmm. like what's wrong with our economy or what's what's go what's good, like what's happening just in the political world around us, not necessarily just the like who's going to be running the blood drive at school kind of student government. So I think that led us to like find really like find a group to just be able to talk about political things also to do with our faith outside of just the school. Yeah, talk about that part too because when I first met you guys, I think you came to visit the institute. It was spring of last year. Yes. Yeah. I remember that and you guys were looking extremely sharp that day. You had Great uniforms on and ties. You you could have, I mean, literally, we would hire you that day just to work for the <laughs> Institute. You looked great, and you still do, you guys. Um, but one of the questions that you came to me with was well, really a statement. You said, we really want to study the idea of economics, but we also want to be Christian businessmen. We right. want to be leaders with integrity, with faith, with virtue, and with character. Talk a little bit about that aspect. Sure. So when people normally think about Christianity, Catholicism, which our school is, a Catholic school, and capitalism, free market economics, they think they're two polar opposites. And in our upbringing, we were obviously taught differently, that they go hand in hand. They were in direct relation with one another. So we wanted to incorporate those values in the group. We wanted to show other people that, no, no, these are directly relevant so that using your god-given gifts abilities talents that you could produce and give goods and services that would not only benefit people 
and help society, but also then glorify God. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I remember when you guys came and, and we gave you the tour, and I thought to myself, what a nice group of students. And then you said, you know, hey, Mr. Cook, would it be possible to start a club? And I said, absolutely. And then we shook hands and you left. And I remember thinking to myself, there's probably not a great chance these fellows will be back. You know, this is a one-in-a-lifetime moment. They were here. We want to join a club. So fall came, and you guys said, hey, Mr. Cook, we're ready. Chris, talk about that. Um, I think that for a long time we really were thinking about forming a political club. And um, I don't know if we ever really thought it was going to happen, but we we decided to really make it happen junior year because – we were all discussing, and we decided it was really something we felt passionate about. And um, when we were put in touch with the Acton Institute, we decided that was exactly what we what we wanted and what we believed. So we thought that it was a great fit, and we were we were gung ho all the way. So how did that go those first days uh, this fall? You know, when you gathered your group together. You know, did you find that it was just you guys and yourself, or did you find like there was kind of other students that were like saying, hey, we, we're with you on this. What what was your experience with I that? I mean, yeah, when it initially started, we had like the core five guys. But then as we kind of advertised it a little bit, we saw more interest from students. And then we kind of talked to our friends who talked to their friends. And that kind of sparked an interest with everyone. And before we knew it, we had a surprisingly like large gathering for what we thought it would initially be. So it was good to see. I will be honest with you. I think I've told you guys this plenty of times, but I honestly, when I was 17 years old, way back in 1981, I was not as mature thinking like you guys are of the free market and of faith and of virtue and of, of these realities. So I think, I think it's a, um, it's a very positive thing about your generation. I think you're, you're thinking bigger thoughts, deeper thoughts, more profound thoughts at a much younger age. I think it's good for our audience also to know that this class wasn't like a freebie to get out of class to to like skip things. When did you meet, and where did you meet? We met once a week on Tuesdays during our lunch period. Yeah. So we lunch. broke off. So you you basically kind of sacrificed part of your social time, your lunch time for this, right? Well yeah. worth it though. Yeah. 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 Tuesday was the best day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> so each Tuesday. Each Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Yeah, each Tuesday. And then now talk to me a little bit about Mr. Nolan. You know, Sean Nolan, um, wonderful uh, faculty member at the school, uh, Department of Theology. Tell me a little bit about his relationship with your group and kind of what he added to it. Well, um, Mr. Nolan, when we were first starting the group, Mrs. Knibel kind of advised us that we would need a teacher to lead our group and advise our group. And as we were thinking who would be best, we were thinking of a, a few people, and we eventually thought that Mr. Nolan would be the best for it because he uh, mastered in theology. He's very deep into thinking and thinking things through. And even just being in his class, sometimes your head can just like twirl around and you're thinking like, whoa, where did we start and where are we now? Just because of how deep he gets and i think really that's kind of the initiative and like that's kind of like our passion like we wanted to get deep into act and we didn't want to kind of just like skim the surface and just barely touch on it we wanted to get deep into all the theology and all the thinking behind it and i think we thought mr nolan was the best to help us do that and like paul said miss knibel suggested we had a class advisor and normally that's just to bring um legitimacy to the group right 
And that's what we thought at first, but he was much more than just a supervisor. He really did engage us and he asked critical questions that helped us challenge our thinking and take it to a new level. And it was his, his guidance and leadership was very insightful. And I don't think we could have progressed the way we did throughout the year without his help. So one of the things that I noticed that was really, um, really pleasing to me. I I visited once a month, so I was the token visitor. (laughs) But I I enjoyed every time that I visited. But what I enjoyed about it, too, was that he really allowed the group, the leaders of your group, really to lead. This was really, truly, honestly, student-led. I mean, you were... He, he entrusted you with the capacity to guide. I mean, he, he provided some direction, but he really allowed you fellows uh, to really set the agenda. Um, and in fact, uh, why, don't, why don't we go into now a little bit about what you actually did or what, what were some of the things that you utilized? What resources this year uh, did you utilize uh, to kind of begin this journey into studying about liberty, freedom, faith, and the free market? Um, well, when we first began, um, we kind of decided that the group leaders would all get together and bring up relevant information and um, resources. But um, the Acton Institute already had a lot of that, especially with the film series and with all of the literature that's published and everything. And um, we've been using that throughout the class, and it's it's been great. I mean, if anybody also has any articles or ideas of current issues we all can discuss them and um that's really been great and it's guided by the curriculum that we use from acting institute Mm -hmm. what what were some of the uh, film and video resources that you used yeah like chris said uh with the provided like acting like material we thought it was appropriate to start with the birth of freedom and that was a very very interesting series it was like really deep into history you know taught us things that the regular like history books at our school wasn't really like covering. It was a great perspective. Yeah. And then it just it just kind of gave us a really good overview of American history. Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of put us on the right tracks to start the group. What were some of the other uh resources that you used? Cuz I know that we, you were, you used multiple resources throughout the year. Right. So we've used um The Call of the Entrepreneur for the life of the world. A couple of monographs. Too. We're looking at using yeah. poverty cure as well. Yeah. Poverty Some of those cure. materials. The moral mandate for freedom. Yeah. Which was very, very interesting. Yeah. And also the, the acting lecture notes every now and then, I think you would bring them to us and we would discuss those and read those. And then, then we also went to some of the, uh, the luncheons with the guest speakers yeah. and those were, yeah. those were always really good. Yeah. Great feedback from those. So one of the advantages to being a high school in Grand Rapids is that you get to come to the Acton lectures uh, over the lunch hour. And what you guys came at least twice, right? Uh, Jeffrey Tucker's talk and then George Weigel's talk. So uh, we've had the pleasure of having these students here uh, during that time as well. What, if you had to summarize some of the key things that you discovered this year, what were the big aha moments or the discovery moments individually and maybe even as a group? I'd kind of have to say where like our faith and economics kind of like came together. We saw a couple like really interesting parts with uh, the birth of freedom, how there's a lot of overlapping between I guess the past and like the formation of how like Christianity kind of helped like for the life of the world. I know yeah, that you studied that, and, and the tagline is, what is our salvation for? Right. 
what it's for the life of the world exactly right yeah kind of the birth of freedom kind of like taught us like what our freedom was for and like how we have freedom and how christianity helped uh, to achieve that freedom for today and how usually that's not like explained in history so i think that was for me at least a big aha moment is how nowadays you're taught that christianity was against the world back when like in the middle ages it was against for everything and it was like holding the world back but we learned that no christianity was what drove society and the world forward and what brought freedom into probably what america is today is because of the early christians forcing the freedom and the their moral beliefs and like just spreading the word of god just like christ told them to and so i think just knowing that it really just gave me like a big aha moment like this this is right like acton is following all of these they're They've took all the stepping stones that the early Christians have set, and they're just doing everything right. So that that was, that was kind of just my big aha so, moment. So those things that are good and true and beautiful, and so certainly now we're not painting the picture that Christianity has been picture perfect for two thousand years. There have been moments of of regret, right? But yet, really, when it comes to the dignity, the worth, the value of a human person, and the care and the nurture of people. Really, the church, through the teachings of Christ, has always been to love the poor and the, the, the marginal and the innocent. So here we are um, today. Uh, you guys have an award assembly today uh, at the high school and, and the Institute Acton. We'll, we'll be there to present you with a thank you, really, for your leadership, really entrepreneurial in, in many ways. Um, you had a vision. You had there was a there was an issue. There was a passion, a cause, and you guys acted on it. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. It's a good thing. So today we're going to say thank you publicly to you. Um, as you think about your legacy now, moving on to college and and what you've left behind, what have you left the group? How is the group? What have you left behind to ensure that the group is going to go forward? Um, talk about that just for a second. Right. So we. We left the group a framework for the future of Acton. And really, the whole year, we were looking for who would our successors be. This isn't something we wanted to end after we graduated. So the whole year, we were looking for qualities in students, leadership qualities, dedication, um, ability to almost inspire other people, not be too imposing because you have to leave room for people to give their own ideas, let those flourish a little bit, and then you can debate those. So not not a dictatorship, right? Absolutely tyranny. not. Because you not. guys remember, power tends to corrupt, and absolute, absolute power, power corrupts. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so you guys passed the class, believe me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so you actually left behind. We've worked together kind of a little bit on a scope and a sequence, kind of a two-year cycle here where basically over the course of two years looking at is it four quarters a year? Yep. Yes. At yes. Four quarters, two semesters. We've put together actually a nice little scope and sequence of of resources to take students through. Um, you want to just talk about that for a second? Right. So the um, each the first semester of the two year cycle is going to begin with an introduction to the Acton Institute, the the ten core value you guys have, your mission statement, and what all of those ideals and body. So we'll discuss those for the first few meetings. And then we're going to move into the birth of freedom. And along the way, we'll have various other 
series and it'll be culminated with poverty cure. Poverty cure. Yeah, which really is the ultimate understanding of freedom is that people are not the problem, you know. They are the solution. People are the solution. Uh, so this this idea of abundance and not this idea of, of uh, lack of anything. So the the idea is that people provide the the solutions um, based again on on God given ability to think, to reason, to act, to to do, and to bless other people. Right. So one one final thing I wanted to comment on, and and I want to kind of get your. You guys did a, a really great marketing campaign, which is always near and dear to me since. A lot of what I do is is try to persuade people, and you you ran this really genius campaign to get other students to come visit for one or two sessions. <laughs> free pizza helps, right? Okay, <laughs> I want to say that the free pizza was probably a good draw, but yet when I showed up that day, you know, I thought, okay, free pizza, you're probably going to get a couple guys, couple gals, but it was a full room. Right. It was a full room. Definitely. We, we doubled our numbers chairs. at least. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong into saying there were over 30? There were. There were 35. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. So as what it, – it couldn't have just been the pizza, right? I mean, it probably was partly the pizza. But what was it that were drawing these gals and these guys, these students? Well, I think any student that was hesitant or on the fence about it – they saw, okay, we have posters all over the school, everyone's talking about it, and pizza. So <laughs> I think that pizza was the um, like tipping point for some students that were undecided as to whether this is something they wanted to engage in. All right. But I definitely feel like there are students that have you know, the same beliefs but didn't really know that the Acton Institute was like a club at the school. And then right, we just kind of help show them that you are interested in this. Yeah. I think they they were just like scared at first. And then the free pizza kind of gave them an excuse like, Oh yeah, I'm just going for the pizza. But then after they came and like they, they listened cause you were there and, you, and after they listened to you talk and after we debated a little bit, they really felt like, wow, this is actually some stuff that I believe in. This is actually something that interests me. Right. And not everybody came back to the next meeting, but a lot of people did. And right. we weren't expecting everybody to like, to have the room of like 45 every time because right. I would love to like have that every time. But we, we knew but that we seeds wouldn't... were being planted yes. though. Yes. Right. Seeds were being planted. Yeah. That's, I think that's the, what would the point of the whole pizza party was, <laughs> yeah. was kind of just like plant seeds. And then maybe next year, some people that didn't come back will think, Hmm, when they hear it again on the announcements, they'll say, Hmm, I'm actually going to give it a try this year. Right. And Paul, like Paul said, um, one of the so one of the objectives of our little marketing scheme was to plant seeds of interest in younger grades, underclassmen, freshmen, and sophomores, because right. the the group was mostly composed of juniors and seniors. So we needed to start getting those younger people interested. So that and I think going back with the pizza, yeah. those those younger um, underclassmen, that's something that appeals to them. So yeah. <laughs> definitely help to the scheme. stomach. Right, right. Marketing scene, yeah. Right. So, so it's been a wonderful year, guys. I mean, I ha- I would love to say that I can take credit for this whole thing, but I can't. I won't even try. I mean, this really was uh, a vision that really came from the students. I mean, the institute, we didn't, like, initiate this. 
Uh, we didn't force this on you. This is, I think, the beautiful thing about organic growth from the church or from within within the students of, of high schools and colleges. I know that for the Institute, being a think tank, it's our job to really help people to think deep thoughts. And some of the things that you were thinking about this year really has empowered you now, not just to be passive in, in culture, to be passive in society, but now you actually have some tools to start thinking through these complex challenges that are really affecting our culture today. Um, and really, I mean, for a free and a virtuous society, that's really what we're committed to, uh, to, to establish this. So any final words? Uh, I'm sure there's probably going to be some uh, principals, some teachers, some students who will be listening to this podcast uh, throughout the country. Uh, guys, maybe we can just go individually. Any uh, advice, any words of encouragement to anybody? Go ahead. Uh, I would say if you're going to start the group, just make sure you're organized because, you know, Acton, the Institute's got a bunch of stuff for you already laid out. You just kind of got to pick something that you think your group will relate to and like and just map it out, keep it consistent, and so then start, make good start progress. Start small, start reasonable. Don't get too big too quick, okay? Just do something small but do it well. Great. Matthew? I would say if you, if you're one of those people that wants to talk about core issues, controversial issues, this is a group that you should look into. So in school, in your history classes, maybe in student government, people tend to navigate around those really hot topics. But this is a place, an atmosphere where you can take those problems head on and really dissect them and find viable solutions, if anything. I think it's very important to be really passionate about, you know, how you feel about this because, you know, when you really have passion, then you get other students interested and they realize it's something that's very important to them as well. And um, that's really what's helped the group flourish is, you know, such passionate leaders and input from other students. Yeah, and I think that people shouldn't be discouraged because when we when we were talking about politics, we're not leaning to, like, the left or the right. We're looking for all input from each point of view because we want to make sure that we know the issue. Yeah, so the, so we're really not talking here about like, yeah, we're going to be this particular party or this particular party. What we're talking right. about here are characteristics and things that have always served mankind. Classical liberalism in the best sense of the word. Again, yeah. going back to that which is good and true and beautiful. So these are things that are transcendent of time transcendent of culture and transcendent of party ultimately we're not yeah. we're not talking about establishing a young republicans club or anything like <laughs> no, that right it's fundamental yeah, yeah i mean these are things that these are ideas that transcend that and that's why they're so so, so helpful because in the end it's faith based it's not politically based so we we accept people just anybody whether like you have leftist views or rightist views it's all just focused on the faith so as long as you have faith at the core of your group then I think the group will do well. And yeah. we can look to the, to the faith to actually find the answers to the questions we have. And, and really, you know, the free market is the best place for people to live out their God-given call in life because there's freedom and liberty to exercise, again, their ability to be a blessing, whether it's a good or a service to culture. You know, and in that free market dynamic, there is a moral mandate for that. So I, I still say the best advertising in the world is not paid. Paid advertising is not nearly as good as word of mouth, right? And so the word of mouth was is that this was a great year at West Catholic. 
I personally want to just say thank you to all of you fellows, um, and really on behalf of the Acton Institute, for really being pioneers. I mean, this is a educational impact effort that really the Institute, maybe we talked about, maybe we thought about, but we really maybe never acted on it. But you guys really were the catalyst to get us to like meet you halfway. So on behalf of the Institute, thank you. To the teachers, to the principals, to the students that are listening to this, if you also would be interested in learning how to establish an Acton Club in your high school, uh, please contact me. My name is Mike Cook, and my email is mcook, C-O-O-K, at acton.org. Just uh, get in touch with me. I will share with you, uh, if it's okay with these guys, kind of the scope and the sequence of the two-year plan. Um, the Institute will help you in every way we can with all of the resources we have. Um, I think in closing, I think the best part about this whole idea is that the earlier in your life you can begin to think about these things, the better. Most people don't come upon these ideas until 30, 40, 50 years old. But I think you guys have the blessing, even now at the age of 17 and 18, to already begin to see um, this idea of freedom and liberty and faith and free market, um, this responsibility to, to do good and to be good. So, guys, thank you. Appreciate it very thank much. You. Thank, yeah. you. thank you. Thank you. Return the and, uh, best of luck. Real quick, what does next year hold for each of you? McKenna, where will you be next I'll be year? attending the University of Louisville. Louisville, Go Cards. Louisville. Sorry. Louisville. Get on me for that one. The University of Dayton. Matthew will be Matthew, at the University yes. of Dayton. I'll be at Aquinas College here in Grand Rapids. Chris Cohane and Paul? Uh, the University of Michigan State. University of Michigan State. The Michigan State University, right? Well, hey, <laughs> this has been a wonderful time. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, power tends to corrupt. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. Ain't that the truth? Hey, it's time to wrap up this edition of Radio Free Acton. Uh, my thanks to Mike Cook, our Director of Programs and Educational Impact, for joining us in studio today and conducting a fine interview. And, of course, thanks to uh, the guys from West Catholic, uh, our Acton Club founders, for coming down and joining us to talk a little bit about their experience today. Congratulations to all of you on your graduation and best wishes in your college careers to you and to uh, all your classmates at West uh, Catholic High School, those who are going on to college and those going on to other things. We wish you the best. And thanks, of course, to you for listening to Radio Free Acton. This podcast wouldn't mean all that much if we didn't have listeners who tuned in on a regular basis. So thank you very much. Once again, this is Radio Free Acton. My name is Mark Vandermoss. It's been a pleasure to bring you this edition of the podcast of the Acton Institute for the Study of Religion and Liberty. We will see you next time as we bring you another edition of Radio Free Acton. Have a good one, everybody. Yeah.